Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> uh, Nolan, we've got uh, Chad Live and Good from Cranes Detroit on the line. Good morning, Chad. Chad? Good morning. There yeah, he is. Here. Good morning, Chad. Chad, you're on the island, right? I am. I'm uh, sitting on Main Street uh, outside of the Chippewa Hotel uh, reading fudge? a fresh copy. What's that? Are you eating fudge yet? <laughs> I'm not eating fudge. No, no, no. But breathing in the sweet, the sweet smell of the uh, of the streets of Mackinac yet? <laughs> <laughs> right. I've already, uh, I, I've already uh, rode out to Arch Rock and back on my bicycle this morning. Wow. So I'm good, man. Wow, uh, wow. aggressive. <laughs> you are. I'm, and I'm and I'm sitting here reading the 72 page edition of Crane's Detroit Business, the special Mackinac edition. And wow. we've got a lot going on here this week. I bet you do. What will you be looking for this week up here, Chad? Well, our main uh, cover story here in the edition is about uh, we did a poll of Lansing insiders to see who, you know, in this balance of power, who's who's holding the most power. And the Lansing insiders we surveyed uh, said the, the number one respondent was Mayor Mike Duggan of Detroit, uh, followed by Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky, uh, House Speaker Lee Sheffield, and uh, Attorney General Dana Nessel. Now, uh, that's a business and political leaders. Those top four folks were, were, were uh, you know, uh, key people involved in last week's big news and big deal, this auto insurance reform legislation uh, that was bipartisan deal struck and got lopsided votes uh, late Friday afternoon before Memorial Day weekend in the legislature on a rare session on a Friday uh, in, in the Capitol. And this is a, we expect there possibly a bill signing here on the island this week. It's a pretty big deal, um, not just for, it, you know. It is, Chad. And it, it is, Chad, but one name I think uh, was left out of that uh, was Dan Gilbert, who I well, believe Dan's nudged. Dan's next one, yes. I believe nudge this process forward by starting launching the process to uh, do a citizens initiative, a petition drive. I, I've yeah. got to believe that uh, created an impetus for a deal. Yeah, Gilbert's pressure on the outside, and also the pressure of of, of Mike Duggan suing uh, the, the insurance commissioner in federal court to basically try to force the legislature uh, to take action. Those two outside plays um, uh, put pressure on this legislature like they've never had before. Um, and at the same time, they were, you know, there was a pent-up uh, desire to do something because they lawmakers had heard so much about this issue at the doors last, last year when they were running for office. Um, and so, you know, they virtually would have voted for anything. I mean, that was pretty kind of clear. Uh, and that's why you know they were willing to basically you know practically scrap no fault. Now it's going to be, it's going to remain in place, uh, and there will be the ability to have unlimited medical benefits. But it's not going to be the same law when this thing takes effect, July first, twenty twenty. So, um, but yeah, Dan Gilbert, you can't uh, you know really um, uh, understate how how big of a role he he played in this. Obviously. The, uh, you know, in the last couple of days, Governor Whitmer said, "I'm not going to be bullied by Dan Gilbert," um, and uh, because he was starting a ballot campaign and, and preparing to gather signatures to basically bypass her if, if she didn't. Uh, and yet she, she didn't was. do a deal. And yet she was. Uh, you know, despite the talk. I mean, 
I don't think the deal would have come together in the fashion it came without that nudge and without that push, without that hanging over their heads. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah, I mean, and that that's the first time a big a big uh, business leader in the state has put pressure on the legislature. Obviously, uh, Dick DeVos and family had a big role in, in passage of, of getting a right to work um, right. to Governor Snyder's desk back in December 2012, even though, you know, he didn't want the bill. It was not on his agenda. Um, and that that's sort of the same you know, scenario that happened here. You had a, a motivated House speaker a very motivated Senate Majority Leader uh, who wanted to, to do something big. They also know that uh, you know they're they're girding for a, for a budget battle right now in Lansing with this Democratic governor, particularly over roads and funding and taxes for roads. So um, they wanted to get a big deal out of the way first, um, and and they were able to you know um, put her on the spot. Um, and and you know a lot of she had a lot of advisors outside of her office that were saying you cannot veto this. That uh, you know, essentially, this would be a disaster if you do. Mm-hmm. It'll 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 muddy all the waters and and uh, you know, basically, um, you know, whittle away any goodwill uh, you have going. And um, and and you know, this is obviously new dynamics because of term limits. You got a new governor, a new Senate Majority Leader, a 31 year old House Speaker. You know, we've got uh, a lot of fresh faces. And so yeah, to that point, in, in, uh, in the addition, we, we get into other uh, people that are, the people surveyed, um, you know, the, 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 um, uh, the influencing insiders, you know, ranking uh, business leaders uh, that they see as the folks who can kind of wield power. Gilbert being the number one among the business leaders, uh, Dan Lepp uh, of Blue Cross Blue Shield, Rich Studley of Mich- the Michigan Chamber of Commerce, Patty Poppy of the Consumer CEO, and um, and Mary Barr, the CEO of uh, of General Motors, kind of uh, in the top five. Also, we've got in the in the edition um, um, something I put together called Fifty Names to Know in Government," um, and it's a guide of of um, kind of principal deputies, uh, uh, chiefs of staff, um, department directors in state state and city governments uh, that have jobs that crisscross with business. Uh, basically kind of a guide for business people and, you know, for even for the general public to know who kind of pulls the levers. Not, I, mean, I didn't feature the governor or the mayor in this. I featured all their staff, uh, the people that really kind of move the machinery of government. Um, and, and there's a, a full, you know, that'll be online as well for people to, uh, to read. And then uh, I want to get to a story here, Nolan, that I think is of, 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 of three alarm fire, maybe four. Um, yeah. Detroit Public Schools borrowed more money this month to pay mm-hmm. its $182 million debt note for capital uh, bonds than so it took in So they're borrowing money to pay for money? We're borrowing, we've been borrowing money to pay for money for nine straight years. Wow. And the cost of these bonds, that this capital debt, which was not addressed in the 2016 bailout, the bailout was all about um, the operating debt was about $600 million at the time. This is a $1.4 billion liability. The legislature didn't even address when they were, when they were dealing with the, 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 you know, the imminent collapse of the school district uh, uh, three years ago this month. Um, but they, um, this, this is essentially um, um, a, a huge ticking time bomb for the school district well, they so, keep borrowing money every year because they can't. The property tax is not raising enough money 
to pay down the debt. And that's both a result, mostly a result of the Great Recession and the housing crisis, the blight, the abandonment, uh, and there's just a colossal drop in property values. Ten years ago, the citywide, the, 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 the school district taxed against $10 billion of property value. Now it's $5.6 billion. Um, some of that has been added on because of tax captures for the downtown development authority that pay help pay for a certain um uh sports arena and also uh any other abatements that uh the city and and, and county and Sutton state give out when they're when they're doing job deals but that's a tiny part of that um most of that of that money has been lost in the value of property in detroit and even though you know values are coming back they're they're, they're capped at inflation. They're not going to come back anywhere near as fast as needed. To, so, to, and this debt is not going to get paid off till 2052. Just calculate how old you're going to be then, Nolan. And it, well, um, I'll be a moldering in the grave. But uh, <laughs> it, Governor Snyder, I mean, he he put together this deal to get the district out from under debt, and now they're digging themselves back further into debt, Chad. Um, uh, but I want to go back to Dan Gilbert, if you will. Obviously, yeah. he, he's going to be absent from this conference. A lot of uncertainty about his health and what this stroke means to his his the future, his future and the future of his company. I mean, this is a big, big story and a big and a big uncertainty uh, this week. Yeah, I mean, you, you, your analysis is right. We, we've uh, depended on one benevolent uh, billionaire. Uh, a lot of lots riding right now in downtown Detroit on this man's wealth and um, and motivation uh, to to spend his money uh, and own all this real estate and build more, um, especially the you know the, the big tower projects he's got planned yes. that um, are not quite out of the ground yet. So um, yeah, there's this. I think this is going to hang over this conference all week. Um, How and, could it not? Uh, and because he, he is such an influential player. You know, in in now, in not just in the city of Detroit, but as we kind of point out, you know, earlier, he is such an influential player in, in politics now, uh, and having just basically engineered uh, a massive change of a 45-year-old auto insurance law. So, um, so yeah, he. But he, Chad, we're going to be talking I, about him. I'm sure. I don't want to get too hard, far ahead and, and speculate, but without Gilbert, what happens in Detroit or to Detroit? I, I, <laughs> Hard to tell. I mean, I have said for a long time that we got to get something other than we got to be doing something other than uh, depending on on the sale of cars, pizza, and mortgages, um, and that that's basically our um, main business models uh, right now, still in Detroit. I mean, look at we're bringing Waymo in. We think it's huge that we're bringing Google in. It's another car company, um, and uh, we're we're bringing uh, we got this new auto plant being built, first time in a generation car company. Uh, but what he's in, done in uh, Detroit, Ford. what he's been able to do in Detroit is so unique amongst American cities. It's hard to imagine anyone would have both the resources, the independence, and the commitment to do what he's been able to do. Because he can put money and invest money in Detroit and in empty buildings yeah. and in vacant lots. He can invest money without worrying about a return right away. I mean, he has that yeah. unique ability to do altruistic investing. I don't see a whole lot of that, uh, no matter you know how good the intentions are, a whole lot of people having that same ability. 
Yeah. Well, look at look at StockX. This is um, this is the company, the stock market of things. They sell. Uh, they're they're a secondary market for for um, luxury uh, uh, sneakers and other high end handbags and, and hoodies and goods and such. Uh, and these guys um, uh, got off the ground with Dan Gilbert's money. Um, then Dan Gilbert got motivated by this because his sons were getting ripped off on eBay buying uh, buying fake sneakers uh, or sneakers that were that were fakes that uh, he wanted to carry an often uh, um, way to uh, authenticate these things. And he found I found a, a part business partner in Josh Luber. That company has 500 employees now in Detroit between the, the processing center the, uh, where they authenticate all the all the uh, the shoes over in Corktown, and he's got a, they got the eleventh floor at, at one campus. Marsh is right next to Dan Gilbert's office, and it's a it's now getting a bunch of venture capital money out of Silicon Valley. Uh, it is it is um, Detroit's first um, uh, you know a, a billionaire unicorn um, um, startup, and and this is all a result of just Dan Gilbert you know uh, taking the taking risk on on something that was a, a not so clear concept three years ago and the company does well over two million dollars a day in sales now chad live and good uh we gotta go but uh we'll uh see you many times i'm sure over the next few days <laughs> see you on the island thanks Nolan. okay brother